The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. Back for another episode of the Salubus Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. And today we've got, we're going to actually do something kind of different. We're going to try and split this up into two different topics. And I'm going to put a timer here and see if this shit actually works. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the fuck It's probably not going to, but uh, yeah, Yeah. anyway. How's your week been? Um, Motherfucking eventful. You know, running around, putting out fires, not doing my case notes like I'm supposed to. I apologize Mm -hmm. to my supervisor and my supervisor's supervisor, even though I don't bill. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's affecting motherfuckers' money, but I know I got to play the game. But I already told my supervisor, I was like, yo, last week was rough. I know I was supposed to have my case notes in last week. If you have to write me up, it's not I won't take it personal. And You're like, she, I'll fall on the sword. Yeah, I'm like, you know, right. That's reverse write psychology. They were what? just like, I could never write you up, Chris. You're <laughs> the best worker in the Well, building. she she said, it's not going to get to that point. We're going to get it taken care of. She's great. She's That's fantastic. Cool. But it's difficult for a human being like me to get arbitrarily reprimanded because, I, you know, I was always used to getting in trouble in school. And then I've been to jail a few times and it yeah. don't really motherfucking scare me that much. And yeah. so I'm like. You know, the only reason why I have any stress about this is because I don't want you to have to hear about it from your supervisor and your supervisor's supervisor. But mm-hmm. that's been busy. And then me and, me and my uh, my little woman have been trying to unpack some shit. Yeah, that's what's up. Some, uh, some Part of the growth process, man. Dog, I'm trying. If you, you know, like him enough, then you're going to you're gonna run into him. Yeah, she's like my that. best friend. Yeah. Um, I, I love her, but... Man, I know that I'm a bulldog and um, something, and I won't go into great detail, but my cynicism from, you know, being liberated from being a Jehovah Witness, my cynicism from being liberated from that waspy environment that I was subjected to in my last relationship, and then my cynicism from, you know, the traumatic stuff that I endure in my professional life. Yeah. I turned into the motherfucking monster Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to defeat by becoming goddamn dogmatic about, you know, well, you you, you shouldn't aspire to have a a private airplane because they're starving children in Africa. Yeah. yeah. And I really had this, it's funny that I had an epiphany in Dave Chappelle, uh, in Dave Chappelle's voice, I hear part of one of his bits he was talking about, and he said, just because they're starving children in Africa doesn't mean I don't want a peanut butter sandwich. Yep. And yep. I am goddamn at 34 years old, just now trying to transition out of my man-child cynicism and fuck you if you don't like it, this is who I am, into mm-hmm. understanding that, uh, you know, you have, to, uh, you have to collaborate. You have to be part of a unit and it, in order to make things work. And that's, that's how partnerships work. That's how partnerships yep. work. With you and I, there's mm-hmm. there's give and take with this shit, 
but it's even more so whenever there's like you know the romantic element yeah, when there's, there's like a involved. kid and yeah you yeah, know absolutely but, but yeah it, it, it's been rough but it's been fucking cathartic that's good and eye-opening as that's well good. that's good um so what i want to go over uh is kind of it is directly related to some recent events that have happened in the news so obviously everyone knows about and if you don't know you're an idiot uh, about the police officer Amber Geiger, who uh, I don't know how the fuck you do this, but she mistakenly, with my air quotes, <laughs> she, walked into she pulled the on, wrong apartment. Yeah, she it, apparently the apartments are adjacent to yeah. uh, the parking complex, and it's associated with level. And I don't know if her apartment was on the fourth yeah. or third, but she was on the opposite the wrong one of that. Word. Yeah. Went up there, walked into the wrong apartment, and shot and killed. Claimed that she gave verbal commands that mm-hmm. were not followed, which sounds like a big old line of bullshit to yep. me. If homeboy's just in his apartment chilling, yeah, not bothering exactly. nobody unarmed. Exactly. But, and, you know, you, you think of, they, they almost tried a little bit to try and paint him to be like a bad Yeah, they talked about first. him smoking weed and yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that shit was just ridiculous. And, so, and, and, let, and let's go ahead and say, like, oftentimes the, the, the villain mm-hmm. in the story gets a lot of the, uh, the notoriety. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure there are some people that have some modicum of empathy for the position that she's in. Um, I don't. Particularly, I fucking don't. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Botham Jean. Because mm-hmm. uh, that man, an innocent man, motherfucking died. A bright, yeah. um, high trajectory individual yeah. like fucking died. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so shout out to him and his family and their grieving process. Yeah. And so the the this half of the this episode isn't so much about what happened. It's the things that happened afterwards and it's this hug and it's the effect of the hug. So the hug happened in the courtroom where, you know, his brother came up and said, you know, I don't know if I can do this, but can I go and give her a hug? And, you know, he talked to her and said, said that he forgave her. Right. And there was this big thing. It was super, uh, I'm doing air quotes, super powerful. And then what happened blew my mind is that the next thing you see the judge, hugging the girl you see another police officer and it was a black police officer also hugging the girl and like all of a sudden it's like you can just mutate it yeah it's like you just it's like and then of course you see social media just erupts and the whole thing goes viral and what really really bothered me about it was that there were there were a couple things that bothered me there was one group of people that you know that they were pissed that an unarmed black man was was murdered. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, this is a powerful blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Talking about how this is, this is God's love. This is all this. And then the people who I know deep down are, are all like, fuck Black Lives Matter. Fuck all yeah, that stuff. They yeah. don't want to hear a thing about but any of that. But they'll share that fucking picture. They'll share that picture. And well, it made me sick to my stomach well, seeing it, some people and the the statuses. This it was like this righteousness porn. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If, if you're into right, if you if you get off to some righteousness porn, this is some shit that'll. I mean, you'll be you'll be all, your walls will be just fucking covered, just covered. Well, it's this indoctrinated fucking idea that yeah. I think goes all the way back to the romanticism of the noble Negro. Yeah, oh, dude. 
That's literally what I, I, I have that note written it like the noble Negro. I mean, that's what this kind of shit is. It's like and, and, they want and, this like houseboy that like, you know, yeah, they want you to be like, oh, he, you know, they did this wrong to me, but I'm going to love him. I'm going to do all this shit. Like and, that yes. makes me sick. And, because, that, and that's been the thing like like and again, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on white folks, but it has been lauded for centuries now. Yes. That well, I don't passive. I, just I, a passive. I, I love I love the little pickaninny, mm. or I love the little fella, or the negro, or any number of words that we shouldn't be fucking repeating on yeah. here necessarily. I love them. Mm. I love them under my conditions. Under as long as you're being, conditions. as long as you're being well behaved, yeah. obedient, mm-hmm. the noble negro, they love it. Yeah, and what what really ticked me off about it was that. It's like people so quickly forgot that like the the reason and the main takeaway from this entire case, it all of a sudden switched to forgiveness was everything. Forgiveness was was the the main thing. It didn't matter what side yeah. of the fence that you were on, but it's like, guys, there is a there is a problem with racism out here. There like with like and you have to think of the way that this man was depicted in the news. You have to think of how all this girl had to do was was cry it out. In my opinion, she cried. She and, and, I, and, and got and ten motherfucking years, and she's gonna serve. She four. will not serve ten years. She she'll will, serve yeah, four she'll at most. Absolutely not serve ten years. And so, if if the tables were turned, dude, you know this would be a different story. If there's a black cop that walked into someone's house in Texas, where you know people are waiting to kill a motherfucker anyway for intruding on their property, dog. You know what I'm saying? Well, it were, would be a completely different it, story. It was, I, I want to say he was um, a Somali uh-huh. or I want to say he was a Somali ig- immigrant uh-huh. that became the first. Oh, it was a Sikh. No, he, no, no. Oh, you're, no, you're no I'm talking not talking about, about the, the guy sheriff? that got shot. Okay, okay. No, uh, this was a Somali immigrant that shot the Australian. She was in the United States, and she called law enforcement, yeah. and he responded, and he accidentally shot her and mm-hmm. killed her, and it was a blonde white lady, and I think she was from Australia. Yeah. And they pasted his fucking, you know, him looking pitiful and, you know, ethnic. Yeah, all over everything, and then this picture of this smiling white lady. Mm-hmm. Again, tragic fucking thing. Absolutely tragic. But the elements were different. Mm-hmm. It was a much more high, like high stakes. Like, sh- I'm, I mean, again, I'm not giving any passes. When law enforcement fucks up, you got to understand when you step into these positions mm-hmm. that you have a greater degree of liability that's yeah. associated with that position. And I, I'm sorry, that's just the fucking way it is. Yeah, yeah. If you can't handle that, you shouldn't be, you in, shouldn't that be position. in that position. But he did that, and then she's she's paraded around as this angelic figure that mm-hmm. was taken out. And I'm not going to say that they demonized him, mm-hmm. but he was tossed out with the trash. Yeah. There was no empathy for this individual. At the very least, he was painted as grossly incompetent. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see enough of that happening with this Amber Geiger girl. No. And and I think... It's been romanticized. Yeah, and the biggest problem here is that I, I don't have a problem with him forgiving her, okay? No. I have zero problem because I don't believe anyone on this earth is above or below any kind of forgiveness for anything that they've ever done wrong. I'm dead serious. Doesn't mean I'm going to forgive your ass. But it just means that they are not above or below any forgiveness. 
But what people are fucking up on is that they think that he is forgiving the whole system. He's only forgiving this woman. He's not forgiving the systematic racism that happens. He's not forgiving the, the unarmed black men and, and women that are killed and stuff like that. He's not forgiving, you know, people going into the, the you know, the Walmarts and, you know, like that happened in Louisville. The guy said, I want to kill black people. And he just starts shooting up or it's a Kroger. So I want to kill black people. He's not forgiving people like they're all that stuff is all related. And people think that he is forgiving the racism and all the other shit that goes on. And, and not so much even not just the racism, the the apathy. He's not forgiving that. Right. And and let me just say, if if there if the family presented overt warranted yeah. outrage yeah. as opposed to this act mm-hmm. that was done as much for him and his family as anything else. It's mm-hmm. it's in order for him to purge that toxicity. That's exactly what people are missing is that, that he's trying to he's doing this for himself. And he's doing it yeah, and for the memory of his fucking yeah, brother and everything. It's not any for that bitch. No. You're like you're not like it it is taxing. And trust me, I'm guilty of this shit, not in that extent, but like I hold grudges, dude. And it's like it's taxing on you. And I hold some I hold Compared to what this guy's, you know, dealing with, my shit is way minuscule, but I still hold grudges. And, like, I can even recognize the amount of energy that it takes to to hold that kind of stuff. And for someone to to find it within themselves to at least, I don't think he forgave her on the spot, but what he did is showing that he is now on the path towards that. If you, you know, to even set yourself on that path, like, that's his journey. It's not everyone else. So all these people that like I know don't give a shit about any of this stuff really. All these people that are showing the apathy and won't won't be in any sort of support for anything dealing with colored people at all. They're all just like this is this is God's love That's, right here. You turn it into something that it is not. It is again to go back to it, and I can't stress it enough. It's the modern day manifestation of this noble ne- Negro mm-hmm. shit. And it it really kind of peripherally brings up the notion of tokenism to me because he's not it's it's this look race has nothing to do with it let's all join hands and fucking whatever if they were outraged mm-hmm. then there would be even though they were justified in their outrage there would be people again the people that shit all over black lives matter or whatever that would be like do you got to make everything about race it's not about race it was just a, a a situation if he'd been white it'd been the same fucking thing justifying it, yep. it that's what would happen but instead this kind of subtle air of tokenism is presented and it's lost yep. the fact that this man who conducted this gesture mm-hmm is fundamentally operating at a higher level of self-actualization yep. and and just psychological psychological and emotional intelligence yeah. you know acuity that's lost yeah and completely it's yeah. it's you know it, it's the scenario this is what we all need to do we need more of this yeah, we need to join when, hands when you do that it, it almost seems like you're you're borderline like weaponizing forgiveness and oh that doesn't that's it ain't not even genuine. It ain't even borderline, pimp. Yeah, it ain't even borderline. And, and they're they're weaponizing forgiveness. They're weaponizing righteousness. They're it's like it's and and it's like it's a vector of control. Yes, and so I start to wonder, like, what are you fashioning this weapon against? And it seems it, it's it's hard for me 
to not think that they're weaponizing it against just black people getting pissed off about some shit. They, they are. It's like because it's like that's what they see on the news all the time. A motherfucker can't it. take a goddamn knee. Yeah. About deliberately, like explicitly saying, "I'm going to take a knee," and this is representative of a a huge disparity between the number of blacks killed by law enforcement officers proportionately to whites killed in the same types of scenarios. We're not talking about overall because some dumbass motherfuckers that don't know anything about statistics Mm -hmm. will say, well, way more white people are killed by law enforcement than black people. Yes, that's true. But proportionately speaking, it is out of goddamn control. A man can't even take a knee Mm -hmm. without somebody twisting it in the most perverse terms possible and acting like it's a slight against the people that are fighting fighting for our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, someone actually has a quote here, and like this says it perfectly. He says, I, th- I think some things are, and this is Clint Smith, he says, I think some things are being conflated. Botham Jean's brother has every right to hug, forgive, and grieve in any way he sees fit, but his personal decision to extend forgiveness does not absolve the woman of what she's done. Forgiveness and absolution are two separate things. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And people are forgetting that there is a process. And when you start to like when you start to buy into this righteousness porn is what I'm calling it. When you start to buy into that, people will begin to forget about the process. Look, if you kill someone, you need to serve time for that. Like if if a dude can Especially go Especially if you're a trained fucking professional. Exactly. And if a dude can go in there if you, you saw the case, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but and I don't know the full details of what exactly happened, but a guy shot and killed a police dog and was sentenced 45 yeah. years. Yeah. I don't know if it was accidental. I, I, I'm sure the dog might. I'm going to assume that the dog was probably trying to get at him for something like that. And it was he a shot black him. dude, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a black dude. 45 years, okay? And this girl is not even going to serve 10 like and they show it, again it doesn't make sense a dog yeah a dog's life is more value and don't get me wrong my dogs are some of the most important entities in the motherfucking world to me i'm not gonna pretend like my <clears throat> my dog's lives to me yeah don't matter more than the litany of most everybody on this planet mm-hmm. and that just i that's the way it is but if we're looking at ethics on a grand scale a black man's freedom, life, anything, is it's clearly apparent that it is nothing compared to a police dog that serves a utility in the status quo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's here, check this out. There's something here. This is um from Rania Rutenberg. In Judaism, we emphasize secure sincere repentance including fully owning harm done and deep transformational work to become the kind of person who makes different choices, not forgiveness. And only the victim can truly, uh, and only the victim can truly forgive. And sometimes the victim has been, uh, it says, and sometimes the victim has been murdered. And I thought that was pretty powerful. One other person says, Brie Newsome boss. She says, uh, if we're using, this is actually funny because I was saying this, if we're using forgiveness as a weapon against righteous anger, I'm quite certain that's not the gospel. It means people want to engage in performative Christianity around forgiveness without demanding any real transformation when it comes to oppression. Jesus preached on both. Like, that that's the big thing. It's oppression that's happening. And yeah. that, it, it's not, I'm not one to talk about that often. 
I'm I'm just not one to, to speak on it no. that much. But like this really set it off for me, man. I was just like, what in the hell are like the the maybe it's just the people, the type of people that were posting it, and it's it's crazy because it was all the same type of people. You know what I'm saying? But you know, and when when my thought my thoughts became validated when I would start to talk to some of my really like right wing Republican friends and they were like, I wouldn't forgive her. You know what I'm saying? They're like, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't forgive her for any of that shit when it's like, okay, but they aren't saying anything. Right. I'm saying it's the granola motherfuckers that like the super privileged, like granola type people that, you know, love their live in their and they live in their bubble. Dude, they live in a bubble. And the, the funny thing, dude, is a lot of them are pretty liberal for like they are super liberal people. Centrist, liberal. Yeah. Well, and and honest to God, like you, you were talking about that these more right wing individuals that you interact with, friends and stuff, that they said, but fuck her. Like yeah. um I shared the picture initially of the mm-hmm. hook and I said, This is a special kind of human being. Yep. That and to me, that's what I gathered from it is that he was a special kind of human being. I also shared the meme where it says, "Judge, may I, may I hug, uh, yeah. the defendant mm-hmm. or whatever." And then it's got a frame of a dude jumping across a table, yeah, to, <laughs> yeah. to attack. Them. Yeah, I saw that. Um, overwhelmingly, what what I I think that we need to make an acknowledgement about. Yep. And you brought up by saying that a lot of your conservative right wing friends are like, no, fuck that shit. Is that we aren't saying that you as listeners or society at large, your neighbor down the street, whoever necessarily feels this way. We are not painting this divisive brush of black versus white right here, right now either. We are simply pointing out the disparity in how things are being portrayed through media mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how fucking potentially dangerous and blatantly irresponsible it is. Yep, yep. You know, and the other thing, too, it felt like people were preaching. I don't know why it felt this way, but it felt like people were preaching to black people, you should forgive us for stuff. It felt like... When I when I would see yeah. some some white people post that stuff, it felt like they were preaching to me, saying like, "This is what love is. You should like, be yeah. If, if this black man can hug this white woman, then you can forgive me for saying the n word, dude." It like so many. It was so weird because then it then it triggered a thought of like the whole like um um the whole thing of like slaves coming over and adopting Christianity. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it like so many things because they had their gods like our God is superior. Our God can forgive you of all the the wrong shit that might be going on. Do you see what I mean? Like yep. you might be getting whipped, but forgiveness, man, just forgiveness and pray about it because there's something better, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I start thinking about stuff like OJ Simpson. The, I think the anniversary was just recent of, of his trials. Like, are you going to go? Because I knew in fourth grade. Bro, I like all my teachers were like, he's guilty. And I remember being like, yeah, you might be racist. Not thinking that even now I'm like, oh, he's guilty as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But like you can see America was super divided right there. It just like how America is super divided on this stuff right here. If I almost want to tell those people, like, can you forgive OJ? Can you go and give him a hug? 
and say, can you go and do that stuff? And 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 you make an excellent point. The thing the thing with the O.J. Simpson uh, situation, I think, and we're talking about the over encompassing air that's associated with media and how things are presented. Mm-hmm. Um, O.J. Simpson, what that represented was a move in a in a direction that we had never seen before in the media, mm. where somebody's affluence, notoriety in sports, socioeconomic status, finally, as a black man, transcended. Yeah, black people were behind him because they were like, he was the first person to do it because they were like, he's the hero. And again, and again, fuck O.J. Simpson. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fuck O.J. Simpson. Um, uh, Also, fuck the Broncos. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck the Broncos. I don't give a fuck about them. Uh, condolences absolutely to nicole brown um what was the the fella's name goldman ron goldman ron goldman to to him and his family as well and i'm i hate to say but because but seems like it it really denigrates the thing that was said right before it however if you look at it for an, from an over-encompassing sociological phenomena, what it did represent for black folks was a step in a direction where there's a glimmer of hope of viability of treatment being not based upon race, that revealing that classism mm. is, is a bigger element of it. Yeah. And I, I don't know as that was what really crystallized with people at the time is that it was less race and more classism. All people knew was that finally what white dudes have been getting away with since jump, mm-hmm. a black dude got away with it too. And if you think about what that represents for the whole, yeah, it's totally understandable, the mm-hmm. divisiveness. And yeah. again, doesn't excuse it is not lauding it in any way. It's fucking mm-hmm. horrible. And it shouldn't have, we shouldn't have to have things like that happen yeah. in order for it to be even considered a feather in the cap of the black community. Mm-hmm. It's not as though the black community was like, fuck those two honkies or anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some were. I mean, some, some probably were. I, probably. I mean, fuck, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people in this world. Yeah. <laughs> but what's going on now is in keeping with how the system has gotten progressively more savvy with its delivery mechanism and how it's all one cohesive unit. It's like, you know, and I'm going to get on my Marxist shit, but like the opioid of the masses, religion being the opioid of the masses, the one of the basic most fundamental tenets of uh, Christianity being forgiveness. Like you said, now you've got the delivery mechanism coming in the form of this like easily digestible clickbait shit that is fed to you. Mm -hmm. And it's already been proven. Like, you know, you and I grew up in a TV age. Mm -hmm. We grew up around computers. Oh yeah. But we grew up mainly, mainly watching TV. And it's been proven that brain activity, it's just, it it drops to next to nothing when you're watching TV. I mean, you're absorbing certain things, certain areas of your brain are being activated. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when you're spoon-fed information, instead of sitting and reading text, it doesn't crystallize the same way. Yeah. You don't you don't have to do the same degree of critical thinking when you are being spoon-fed images. Yeah. And a lot of these people 
are sharing shit without reading it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um I really really am having a hard time and not to make this about me, but I'm really having a hard time here lately finding the merit in social media. Yeah. Dude, that totally makes me makes it hard for me as well. Like I want to also say something too because I I don't think I examine everyone in such situations, right? Um, I also wonder about um, Botham's brother. Like, could this be just one of those things like, could this be like a power move to show that forgiveness? I know, who, who are we to Well, things to don't say, ne- they don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, because I, I have played, I've played the higher card just so I can have something over someone well, before. But I, I think, I think, I don't think there was anything petty with it, but I think that there, it there was a acknowledgement on that man. I can't I can't fathom it's that man. It's almost like I own you now. Yeah, I you can't fathom I mean? that man stepping in there and not looking at her and hugging her and thinking like, I have ascended to a level yeah, that you never that you could never will. get. And if anything, I pity you. Yeah, yeah. Like I can see that because that that would be the only way that I could, and I'm doing air quotes, forgive someone. I'd put on a show. I'd make you think that I forgave you, but it would be a power move for me. It's because for the rest of your life, you're going to know that I am a, I'm above your God. I'm above everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she'll be out in five years. And she she, she only has... And it'll and, be in the and, news. And, and people, it'll be in the fucking news. Yeah, people will like her. People will feel sorry for her. Yeah. Not be, for anything that she did, but because this guy said it on you know uh, on national television. This guy hugged me. That dude saved they'll her fucking want, life. Dude, they'll, there will be people that will be chomping at the fucking bit yeah. when she gets out at the notion of having both of them on 2020 together. Oh, God. Think about that. They're going to have a Salivating. dinner together. They're, yeah, it's like There's it just lots made, of money to be made yeah, with that set. shit. He's absolutely it's, set. It's more of this narrative bullshit that we're being fucking spoon-fed. But yeah. what... And, and we have to unpack the totality of it. It would be kind of irresponsible of us to, you know, I wanted to point out that, again, we're not race baiting. We're not trying to, if anything, like we're we're trying to unify thought here and not be divisive about yeah. this shit. But do you think that it was entirely just negligence? Absolutely. Okay. It was just negligence. Negligence but, and fear. Yeah, absolute negligence, absolute fear. But the other thing, too, is that given this this climate, this social climate that we're in, like it's really hard to to not think that when something like this happens and you're Amber Geiger or, or however you say it, like I would play every card possible, including helpless, confused white girl. She because did. yeah, because I feel like that you have an edge. If you're a white woman and you're of her stature, she's she seemed like she's a small, you know, like not very tall, not physically imposing, anything like that. But if you play like the scared white girl card, you have a higher than normal chance of winning. And and in my opinion, getting ten years for that, you won. Well, and, that is an absolute win. And, and they book. and they show this woman's mugshot, right? And she's yeah. cr- she's been crying, she's, yeah, destroyed, obviously. And and I guarantee, with some 
individuals, that sowed at least some modicum of sympathy. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Even the judge up. forgot her place. God damn. The yeah, judge that was, forgot that there is a process, yeah, in my that opinion. Was fucking inappropriate. Should, they, that judge should have never, ever, ever. And I'm I'm no I'm no person in law, but that judge should have stayed right the fuck on that bench the or on that seat the entire time. No one should have done anything but their jobs, dude. A- absolutely. Because they set the whole movement back years yeah, by it's doing disgusting, that. Disgusting, dude. Yeah. They absolutely set it back way, 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 way far. And so it it's just it it's it set it set everything back. It has given the wrong people justification for for wrong thoughts. Well, and and peep game on this. If a black male officer had done exactly the same thing, yeah, you know, and it would have been you should have known better. You're blah well, blah blah blah. Well, and yeah. I don't even think that they put much thought into it. They'd just be like incompetent motherfucker. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that he would get um I don't think he would get like life or something like that, but he would I think he would probably get ten years because I I still think I like to hope that being a police officer is still going to give you some clout there, right? It does. But I think that the entire time they're going to see like we're going to, you know, we're going to reevaluate our vetting process for officers. We're going to do all this stuff. I see a lot of that shit happening and I see less there's going to be a lot less sympathy and there more, you go. yeah, and more people just being like you're a fucking idiot, that, you know what that, I'm saying? That's the thing I wanted to touch on yeah. is that when you so often in the media when they present pictures of individuals that have been goddamn gunned down unarmed by law enforcement officers, they refer to them as like, um, well, they'll refer to them by their name, but they'll be like, had an extensive criminal history. Mm. Or they'll show his mugshot yeah. from something totally unrelated as his picture instead mm-hmm. of like a picture of him playing with his kids or some shit like that. Now, if a black male police officer had went into the wrong apartment and gunned down an unarmed white female, by mistake, exactly yeah. same scenario, assuming all of this shit is the way we think it is. Yeah. And he was genuinely, I mean, destroyed by it. And mm-hmm. you saw a mugshot of a black male crying destitute. That does not broach sympathy. No. If anything, it, it disgusts people, mm-hmm. I feel like. Not only being a male and showing you know, emotion and stuff, it's doubly disgusting, especially if you're in a situation where it seems like you might have done some monstrous shit. You're mm-hmm. like, ugh, fuck you. You you already did this, this fucked up shit, and then you're going to cry about it? Yeah. Being a black male adds an even greater element to it because it there's very little room as a black male to even show vulnerability, sensitivity, yeah. anything like that. So if you have his mugshot of him up there crying... It's going to be ridicule. Yeah. Fuck, I, I guarantee if it was a, the roles were reversed, there would be ridicule all over the fucking internet about mm-hmm. that shit. And maybe there are some Amber Geiger memes, but I haven't fucking seen them. And I'm, I'm all sure about some God. But, but dude, yeah. I haven't seen a fucking one. Yeah. And if the roles were reversed, I guarantee. And 
sorry, right wingers that are listening. I'm sure the uh, Occupied Democrats logic or one yep. of those kind of fucking sites would share a meme with a crying black police officer yeah. having some shit like play stupid games, win stupid pro- that that yeah. whole fucking chestnut. Yeah, and, and truthfully, uh, even though I made a comment about you know talking to some of my like conservative friends, I I still think that the larger issue seems to be that we are taking like we're we're taking that whole righteousness aspect of it and we're throwing religion and stuff like that into it and we're saying that this is the power like there are preachers on my wall just salivating man like this is how we get members you know what i'm saying churches back up because we had this dude do this you know what i mean like this it just seems like everyone turned into a predator you know what I mean? Well, they turn, it's, it, it is. It was, it's predator and prey, man. Yeah, they want, they it was want almost sheep. Like there, was a, there was a power vacuum or something like that that happened. Yeah. And so everyone's like, okay, how do we make light of this whole thing? You know what I'm saying? That's an excellent point. I hadn't even really fucking thought yeah. about that. But the moment that this shit came to light. That's our timer, but finish your thought there. The moment that this shit came to light, it almost, those individuals became vectors of interpretation for individuals who aren't necessarily super savvy to make sense of what's going on. And then that's a very influential individual. So it gets glossed over and reintroduced as entirely grace, forgiveness. And and I'll make one more comment, you know, because we've hit our goal here. It makes me also think of what happened in, um, in Iraq and Syria, whenever we got rid of like all the, you know, uh, all the dictators and all this other shit, there was a massive power vacuum there. When you have a power vacuum or an, or an ideological vacuum, right, and, and something kind of like wipes the slate, slate clean, that's something being American bombs and all sorts of other shit, like wiping the slate clean. When you don't fill something else or remind people of the shit that had happened before, someone else will come in there and sort of take power, which led to the rise of ISIS. Mm-hmm. In this situation, when you have forgiveness, the, the overarching theme of forgiveness is to wipe the slate clean. It's to clear everything here and just be like okay you're forgiven now you go through and go through life when that happened they're all that's where all the predators came in that's where all the people and their ideas started to come in and make it into something that it's not truthfully it's just one dude forgiving this person i truthfully don't think he should have done it on like publicly like that because or, i or like, you, he knew you, what this would do well but to be quite honest with you i don't think he was you don't I, think so i don't think i don't think he was thinking I, 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 I hope, I don't, I hope I don't, not. I, I, I really don't believe that that man would have thought that motherfuckers would have used this shit as an opportunity to, across the board, again, going back to it, reinforce the idea of the noble Negro. I don't know. I tend to think multiple steps ahead, and I would I would have been like, oh. You would have. Yeah, like, but I, you like I would have been torn You would have powerbombed her it, through yeah, the so, table. Hell yeah. Or I would have power hugged her because it would give me clout and whisper and something hateful me. in her ear. Hell yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're done with that but, topic. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. In keeping with that, like you said, mm-hmm. forgiveness being used and weaponized in order to wipe the fucking slate clean. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, get that through your head. That is, that's not just a technique that's used on a macro scale. That's a technique that's used by abusers in relationships Hell and shit yeah. as well. Hell forgiveness. Yeah isn't always the right thing. It's not always a fucking virtue. Mm -hmm. And to quote Zach De La Roca, your anger is a gift.
gift. Hell yeah, it's a gift. And we should use it properly. All right, next subject. Um, this one is uh, something that I was listening to or reading about. Uh, anal fissures. Yes, it's anal fissures. Um, <laughs> it's actually the, the topic or the concept of surrogation. So I'm going to hit my timer here, and then we're going to go straight into it. All right, so surrogation is a psychological phenomenon. I'm reading from Wikipedia here, just so you know. Surrogation is a psychological phenomenon in which the measure or measures of a construct of interest evolve to replace the construct itself. So what it also says is research on performance measurement and management uh, and management accounting has identified surrogation as a tendency for managers to lose sight of the strategic construct uh, the performance measures are in, uh, intended to represent and subsequently act as though the measures are c- the constructs of interest. So for me, I start to think of what some people would call like pleasure or displeasure by proxy, right? When you start to buy into other experiences or other pieces of data or other, you know, Schaden, other th- schadenfreude. Or living yes. vicariously yes. through someone living else. Living vicariously. That's the super, 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 super duper layman's term. This is living vicariously. I think that that has become a problem in our society today. Um, and it has put us in a position where we choose not to do the work to learn something on our own. And we would rather just listen to the the talk or listen to the opinions or something like that of other people and just sort of rated on our own. So I started to think, and I also started thinking of like, um, uh, the Dave Chappelle standup, right? So people the one were, everybody was peeing their pants about again. Yes. Yes. So if you saw shut rotten up. tomatoes, if y'all you, shut up. Hell yeah, you got to shut the hell up. So if you saw the rotten tomatoes reviews, the editors gave it a 39% of like, so that's like absolute trash. You know what I'm saying? They gave it 39. I think it was 30. It might have been actually lower than 39%. It was just terrible, right? Their iron's low. Yeah, their iron's low. But what what that meant was that so many people took those people as authority figures. Like these guys know what a good movie is, what a what you know, what comedy is supposed oh, to be. Oh, I got some shit for you. Yeah, but then when you look at the user ratings, it was a 99%. And first of all, on the on the Dave Chappelle stand-up thing, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it was voted by 17, 17 editors. But when you look at the at the time that I looked at it, when you looked at the user ratings, 39,000 people rated that and gave it a 99%. So I started the funny thing is that, and it makes me think of a of an experience. I was talking to my wife about seeing Dave Chappelle. And she was like, before she saw it, she was like, I don't think I'm going to watch it. He kind of pushed the, you know, he pushed the boundary too much. He said, you know, some of the wrong things. He said a lot of that kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, so I knew that she didn't watch it, right? I also know that Dave Chappelle pushes buttons hard. And so it's called sticks and stones. Yeah, exactly. And so when we were, we were out to dinner, once again, shout to Hickory, you know, because that's where we were we're eating, you know, super expensive food won't happen that often. But because, uh, you know, my cheap ass will not go. And yeah, he's going to eat some hut salad. He's going to shit all over off. the place. <laughs> but uh, so we were sitting there and I was like, oh, babe, have you heard of uh, J- uh, Juicy Smoulier? <laughs> she was like, what? And so I was like, let me play this. So I play that skit there. Dude, she stopped laughing yesterday. I mean, we went out to eat. This was two weeks Juicy. ago. Yeah, um, dude, her sides were in fucking orbit. 
and she was just rolling at the dinner table. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, and so all that stuff started to come together, and it was like, how often do we throw people into the trash or give people way more clout than they deserve because we're essentially serving as surrogates of other people's experiences and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, how often are people sitting there having to instead of be cultures being marketed to us not just like actual monetary type exchange items culture is now being marketed to us on a meaningful level how often have you had to like before you can actually be yourself you have to spend time and energy showing people that you're not what everyone else or what that certain person thought of you do you see what i mean Mm -hmm. Like, I think that we're really bad about surrogation in, in our society. And Yelp is, like, the biggest, like, that's what people go for to be, like, what's a good restaurant? What's a bad restaurant? Me, obviously, you guys know that I would eat hut salad. So I'll pretty much go anywhere. Not no more, you won't. No, not I, Look, I believe in my man's too much to think <laughs> he gonna fuck with hut salad Yeah, again. yeah, no, that's actual experience. But I'll still, like, there's so many of us that go and, you know, they'll, you know, read a Yelp review and they'll be like, no, fuck that. They'll almost rob themselves of, an exp- of, some honky a, shit, of a true you'd experience. Reading, you'd be reading Yelp reviews. No, because I think that site is for snitches. <laughs> and so um, you go over there and you <laughs> write shit down because you want other people to have your experience and you don't want <gasps> them to, an epiphany. to like to enjoy or not enjoy what you had or you want them to experience the same bad shit that you did so you'll start building stuff up and when that person goes there they're going to expect the same experience that you had and that's not fair bro i just had an epiphany was that we need to come out with us and this if somebody steal this before we execute it then fucking good for you i will i will live vicariously through your ass but a snopes Mm -hmm. for uh Sites for snitches and for, yeah, and you do fucking yeah, like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's a Snopes like to to gauge it, the level of bias yep. that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. So you got like Rotten Tomatoes, you've got Yelp. I would add Kelly Blue Book to that motherfucking oh, equation yeah. too because you'll get on Kelly Blue Book and you'll be ready. That thing, to, Blue Book's four thousand. Like doesn't mean it's worth yeah. You'll it. be ready to do a fucking uh, flying squirrel dive off of your roof and never yep. pull out. Yep. The, Try the, getting your car appraised. See, yeah, it'll piss you off because it, yeah, Blue Book will just go just, on Kelly Blue Book and, and check your shit out. In and then go to a car lot, mm-hmm. a used car lot, and see a comparable vehicle, same condition, year model, number of miles. It'll be going for damn near twice as much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can probably you can haggle them down a couple grand or whatever. But your Kelly Blue Book value has absolutely no merit when it comes to the actual functional value of your vehicle whenever it comes to someone going and buying it themselves. That being said, there are so many motherfucking sites out there. Yeah. And and I can't really think of anything other than sites right now that do this that are doing the thinking for us like you yeah. said, surrogacy and and there's no nothing meaningful being gained by the individual from this. Yeah. And we've often harped on the notion that, and God damn it, if you hadn't figured this shit out by now, do it. Mm. Or if you're if you're new to listening, please, for the love of God, like I don't know much, and I'm a loudmouth motherfucker, and I go on diatribes and shit. But sitting and 
fundamentally fucking acknowledging that, hey, maybe I'm being hoodwinked and bamboozled. Maybe I need to do the work on this. I have a responsibility to be a discerning consumer of information. It is a responsibility as as a member of society. Mm -hmm. If you're walking around just fucking absorbing whatever's being thrown at you, it's going to end it collectively. It's going to end in a, in some sort of car wreck, Absolutely. enormous fucking car wreck. And it's going to be a car wreck where you're not, you're not even experiencing the car wreck as yourself. No, you're experiencing no, you're like, Whoa, that person. shit, that you know shit got I mean? out of fucking hand. Yeah. The other thing that we have to acknowledge. And again, this is me going on one of my fucking little tirades. And I'm sorry. Is that biologically, psychologically, physiologically, we are designed for path of least resistance. Yes. It's, it's, and I think humans and other animals of ingenuity are even more bound to this type of psychological process mm-hmm. whereby we work smarter, not harder. Yep. So as social creatures, we have historically proliferated based upon the way that we transfer information. Yeah. It's a shortcut. Yeah. If, that's how if, that's how economics works, man. Yeah. I mean, or not so much economics. Well, some economics, but like marketing. It but, all comes down to numbers. But man. there's no way that every person could be born and learn every bit of information from square one. Yeah, there's no way. We stand on the shoulders of giants. Yep. Most of the work has been goddamn done mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Now... It is our responsibility at this point in an era where we are gifted with more scholarly, legit information than any time ever. Yeah. It is our fucking responsibility to transcend our predisposition to taking those shortcuts. Yes, yes. Do not take fucking shortcuts. You're you're doing it. I do it. Kalu does it. Watch for it, man. Mm Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna you're gonna look for the easy way out, whether that comes to especially uh, if, if the easy way comes from someone you tend to trust or someone who you see mm-hmm. as being much higher than like you. a dumbass people or dumbass people. We hadn't talked about dumbass peepaws in a long time, reviewer, like all those type of people. Like I want to or a I'm, charismatic, it, charismatic yeah, leaders. Yeah, yeah. Like here, check this out. So this is this is from Harvard's magazine, right? Um, or it's just this Harvard magazine. I don't know if it has to do with the school or not. But they're showing that surrogation is a numbers thing, right? So I'm going to read this paragraph. Your parents recommend taking a Caribbean cruise and tell you about a discount deal. You've never taken a cruise and, and aren't so sure that you'd enjoy it, so you dig up some information on the web and even watch a couple of videos. You recollect or recollect. Is it recollect or recollect? Man, it's, anyway. I, I don't know. I guess it... It, in you, this terms, like you, you if you collect something twice, you are recollecting it. If you remember something, you are recollecting yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So they're remembering. So anyway, I could have just made that up, but that yeah, makes sense to me. It does. It really does. Um, you recollect the times you've been on ships and your past visits to Caribbean islands, rum drinks, aqua waters. But will you really enjoy an eight-day cruise? It turns out that there's a better way to answer this question. Ask anyone who has gotten off of a cruise boat. A total stranger is fine. That way, you'll be 30 to 60% uh, more likely to accurately predict your own experience than by basing your decision on painstaking research and inner speculations. Like, they've been able to quantify that kind of stuff. And I think that if when you have the more people that you start to ask, 
Like, I think that your percentages changes on how much you're going to enjoy something. And so I start to think of uh, movie previews and trailers and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of those people are playing a numbers game because what the type of content that you show there, you can easily create an experience that may or may not exist. How many times have you been to, how many times have you seen a movie because you saw some badass trailers and then you were like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, that's a lot of times. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. how many times have you bought into that experience? Like, people, like, marketers and all that kind of stuff, they know how to play up that stuff. And they can they can sell an absolute dud. And I think that the same thing happens. Shamans with, and fucking <laughs> everything been doing it since the goddamn oh, yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. And again, when enough people start to think that something is good or something is bad then it turns into, it makes in it group, easier. And it, it, you have the in-group, out-group element. Yep. Like, it's humans, again, we try to, we like to think in absolutes. We like to think in terms of black and white. And in mm-hmm. reality, all of these things, these concepts that we come up with are are, are constructs. They're, yeah. they're social constructs. They're roadmaps. They're not absolutes. And overwhelmingly, the majority of the time, people are walking around with this, I wonder how I should phrase it, this stockpile. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how some people will accumulate an inordinate amount of firearms? Oh, yeah. But the motherfucker can barely get up out their barca lounger Mm. and, uh, you know, is just sipping on dew and don't do no (laughs) push-ups, don't do nothing does very little when it comes to range training, any kind of shit like that. The analogy that I'm coming up with is that, or the idea that I'm trying to bat around like a fucking dumbass ball of yarn is that we have any number of us go around feeling cozy and comfy Mm. with that stockpile, right? That stockpile of ideas. Yeah, but we don't know it. It's there, and we accept it, and we're like, well, I know about it, and if I need to look it up, I can look it up. But really, motherfuckers is walking around not knowing shit. So, like, take everybody's phone away for about six months. Everybody's fucking phone away. and then let's all think of certain things. Yeah. Yeah. See how things change. I want to bring up this other experiment. It says, in one experiment to test surrogation, the psychologist asked uh, a sample of women to predict how much they would enjoy a speed date with a particular man. Some women saw his profile and photograph. Others learned nothing about him other than how much another woman, a complete stranger, had enjoyed her speed date with him. The second group predicted their enjoyment far more accurately than the first. Both groups had expe- had expected the reverse, and oddly enough, despite the outcome, both groups preferred to have the profile slash photograph for their next date. This suggests that ideas trump reality. But in predicting your likings, even someone else's direct experience trumps mental hypothesis, which is why surrogation works. But to be helpful, the surrogate's experiment experience must be recent. People are very poor at remembering how happy they were, uh, the author says. So it's not very useful to ask, how much did you like something you experienced last year? People get most questions about happiness wrong, but there is one question they get right. How happy are you right now? That is like that's that's perfect in my opinion. I'm gonna man. cry though. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's true though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think that 
if if I just came back, like, and there's going to be other factors at play. Like, if I just came back from, um, from like some restaurant or something like that, previously being hungry as fuck or something like that, my measure for what is good just completely gets thrown out the window. I'm just going to say it's good because it filled me up or something. Like that. Oh you know yeah, what I'm I would so get I'll some, speak some to, chicharrons and yeah. a slim jim and so like I'll speak a you who would yeah. be like, this is sweet ambrosia. Yeah. So I'll speak the gospel about it. And then people would rather take what I said right there because that is recent. It just happened. I talk about, you know, if I if I create enough of a story, it's going to sell that idea. And they're just going to forget about doing that thing on their own. And, and you know, and I'm a ruiner of things. I've been yeah. told that. And I know I do it and I'm working on it. But I've been told that by friends that I'd, I ruin the mysticism that's mm. associated with things. <clears throat> the best example that I could give right now is having worked in the food industry. Yeah. Uh, you guys are the worst. Hey, <laughs> I've worked in the fucking yeah. food industry, and I'm a pretty fucking I'm I'm pretty goddamn decent at preparing shit myself. Yeah, and uh, it's one of the things I'm I'm best at. Like, if you give me the ingredients, mm-hmm. I'm confident I can fucking deliver on that shit. But people will make a generalization about this. Having worked in the food, and you know how cynical I am about that. Oh, yeah. Like, if I can't. If I can make it at home, why the fuck I'm gonna drive across town and spend seventeen dollars have tip a motherfucker for it? Everyone no. has that thought about Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> I very, I only get roped into going there if like one of the members of my team is like, "Come on, just come, I'll pay for your shit." Yeah, yeah. If it's free, I'll go there. But what people don't think about, and I think that this is related to it, is okay. Those broad generalizations. Somebody would be like, um, "Red Lobster is good." Red Lobster is bad. Someone has not eaten at Red Lobster before. They are looking for either one of either point of reference. The fucking thing about it is Red Lobster is neither good nor bad. It's contingent upon who's working that day, mm. how uh what kind of mood that motherfucker's in, how many people are on staff, um whether the person that prepped the shit gave good ingredients. There are a number of things that all factor in. So when you say Red Lobster is good, you're not saying Red Lobster is good. You're saying Randy with the neck tattoo fried your shrimp up right on Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah. That is the big thing. That's what you – and it's exhausting – and it yeah. does ruin some of the mysticism that's yeah. associated with the experience that they want to sell to you. They mm-hmm. want to sell you a fucking experience, but which you have to dissect. Unfortunately, well, you, I guess you don't fucking have to, but you ought to, is that there are so many components that go into this shit, all these variables that compile, that making generalizations based upon somebody else's experience there is lunacy. Oh, God, yeah. It's absolute lunacy, man. Yeah, you'd be like, but I still, I'm been, still guilty of have it. Have you know? been to the Chili's in Litchfield? Oh my God, <laughs> they've got the best chicken noodle soup you've ever had. <laughs> and the motherfucking thing is, is that homeboy was just coming in off the road and was like hungry, yeah, well. hungry and oh cold. And they, it, the soup had that they had unfrozen and poured into the heating thing, mm-hmm. and uh, let simmer for. 
however long had simmered for just the amount of time to get everything married appropriately. And it was a serendipitous bowl of chicken noodle soup at the Chili's in Litchfield. Mm -hmm. How can we how can we beat surrogation? I think that it does have a A, it has a a, fucking meteorite crashing into the planet. (laughs) I mean, I think it does have its use, especially when when you're trying to sell something of yours. Like it, it helps. It, it definitely it's helps. predator or prey type shit, dog. Yeah, to a is. degree, I mean, and you have to surrogacy again, or the or the related concepts to surrogacy served a purpose when we're running around on the fucking African savanna, mm. like back in the day, or uh, going up through Europe. Fucking saber-toothed cats and cave bears and shit snatching people up. It served a purpose. Mm-hmm. This what what we now have such complex notions that all work together to compile into what we call surrogacy, once upon a time was just kind of a biological imperative. It's I'm gonna look to this person because I don't have fucking time yeah. or I might die. Yeah. Well, that's not the case anymore. So now that that mechanism, that psychological mechanism is utilized to manipulate people. And and Dude, think p- about politics. the amount of money that goes into marketing psychology. Oh, God. Tons. Tons. Ladies and gentlemen, and I've said this twice now, I implore you hmm. to research marketing psychology. It will freak you the fuck out. Yeah. The things that they have like, quantified like, yeah. about us yeah absolutely like it makes or me y'all also, motherfuckers even me it, it, ain't, it me. ain't me yeah, yeah they got collude they ain't <laughs> get my ass but you know i think of also like our political landscape how i think that many of us are surrogates um when we we, we will take on we'll take on the experiences of of one person in one party and their negative experience that they've had with someone of another party and then it makes it easy to make blanket statements like all conservatives are this, all mm-hmm. liberals are this. This is what they do. This is what you believe. Yeah, and so we spend gross. so much. Yeah, we spend it's so gross. much time. A having to answer for other people, and B having to de- defend ourselves, defend our very own individuality. Like surrogacy is a super dangerous but very powerful thing at the same time, man. And I think that we have to be a lot smarter than it. Like I try to, I hate, I really hate that I look at, you know, I look at how many stars and ratings that people got on stuff before I go through and buy it. But like truthfully, a lot of these things can just work just fine. You know what I'm saying? Like if I look at, um, I know I keep going back to restaurants, but that's that's a thing. You know, I think that a lot of us will go through beer. They'll do the same thing with movies. Like I, I bought cameras, you know, in my house. I've got all that shit. I served as a surrogate. Like I was a, or I bought into the whole surrogacy thing because I was like, well, let me look at other people's videos. Kalu's got a panic room, but he got to crouch down to get in it. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. But here, like here now, we have. Um, I didn't. I could have, like my current home security setup. I know that I could have paid way less for for what i have but because of surrogacy i start i took on the experiences of all these other people like you can do this and like this is protecting my home this has done all this other stuff in reality there's so many other features there's so many other factors that go into a home being protected i've i've been safer in in a home that has no cameras 
and just a capable motherfucker in there. Do you know what I mean? Well, and check this out. In a abstract way, you know, some people swear by Toyotas. Some Mm. people swear by Hondas. Yep. Everyone's like, their transmissions are bad yeah, on them Dodges. Yeah. But but the interesting thing is, is that both sides benefit from that illusion of a dichotomy. Mm. When in reality... It creates brand loyalty. Yeah. And when in reality, like, there are so many variables that go into, like, the, the specific demographics that are prone to purchasing... X vehicle are more prone to get RPMs up to here. Mm. So many motherfucking variables that are associated with it. But both do benefit. The fact that there's contention there yep. draws attention and it it fosters, like you said, brand loyalty. To take it back to the political landscape, I am a contextual far fucking leftist. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm like, we need... Some antibiotics. That's for good what that you said. Contest to contest. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like we, we need certain socialistic institutions and money to be poured into things, such that the government can step away a little mm. bit more instead of this half-ass crutchery that is pretty much again it's used to uh, make people divided and blame the poor. Keep people showing up and be thankful for the crumbs that they goddamn snatch. But anyway, I'm I, I'm trying mm-hmm. not to go down that fucking rabbit hole. The thing is, is that I'm I am a contextual far leftist, mm. contextual democratic socialist, or contextual socialist, whatever. Um, I ideologically, ideally, I'd like to be a fucking libertarian, man. I'd like us all, everybody, do your fucking thing, man. If you want to. Strap a helmet on and and do a a, a flip on your moped over your neighbor's house, yep. and he's cool with it. Like y'all <laughs> rock on with that yeah. shit. The thing is, is that I, even though a lot of the posts that I share or the people I interact with that are leftists eat up the stuff that I'm I'm putting out there, when they make blanket statements about conservatives. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm guilty of having done it to some degree, maybe out of frustration, you know, debating somebody online. Yeah. I don't know. But I can't re- I can't really think about it. All I can think about is being put off by fellow leftists making blanket statements about conservatives. Mm. And then also you see conservatives obviously making blanket statements about liberals calling people libtards yeah. and all of this kind of shit. The acknowledgement that I think is the most important thing for both the the illusion of both sides, because that's what the fuck it is, oh, yeah. and it's again just like the idea of brand loyalty, Toyota and fucking Nissan, mm-hmm. is that it's not that one side or the other is to blame. It's that you all are both being victimized. Yep, and you're falling victim to replacing your your experiences with the idea of an experience absolutely like that's where it gets very dangerous and it's and it's a the illusion of safety as yeah. well it, yeah. again like you and said the illusion of conflict the illusion <laughs> yeah the illusion yeah. of conflict and again that's that's a throwback to, yeah. there, to there was an illusion of conflict like i don't know I, as i start to think about it like what is it that made that truthfully made me feel unsafe where I had to put cameras in my house. Do you see what I'm saying? Not in, outside of my house. Like, I don't want that. Like, my wife being like, you got cameras in the motherfucking house? I don't have any of that. But, like, what is it that gave me the illusion 
that that I am unsafe? What is it that made me like in all the experiences that I've had? I have I've had positive experiences in my own but, home. But but truly, do you did you feel unsafe, or or was it more akin to just an, another element of just prepared? Yeah, maybe? of of being tapped in. Yeah, and, and, I think and, I mean and and. And having access, I maybe guess maybe that's what it is too. Because like I sit there and think about it, and it's like, dude, I've left doors unlocked and gone what? to work. I've left my garage door open, and no one fucks what? with my stuff. Check it out. Say we living in the Middle Ages, and you had a mirror that you could look in, and you could fucking see what was going on in your homestead. Yeah, and you could either have that magic mirror or not have that magic mirror. Mm-hmm. This is the Middle Ages. This yeah. isn't. Which you gonna choose? You'd have the magic mirror. Yeah. So that's why you got it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. If you if again, if you have the means to mm-hmm. do it, it in any way appeals to you mm-hmm. and it it's going to facilitate even the illusion of more personal utility, you're like I can have it or I cannot have it. Might as well have it. It doesn't take up space. Yeah. It's not it's not some big in the way thing that at any point at no point are you going to be like, man, I really need to fucking get rid of these cameras. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of those but types I, of things. I will say that it has turned me so somewhat like dependent. Like I'll check just randomly every day. Like I remember when um, when the they were doing construction and building my deck, right? They were running gobs of power tools and stuff like that, like really high power stuff, stuff that drew a whole lot of power. And so at one time... It had they plugged some some kind of extremely like high pull high power pulling tool something that was like high amp amperage is that the term they plugged that on the same thing as what my my pool pump was also on and so it it, it killed the breaker you know what I'm saying so that that breaker tripped it also tripped the thing for my camera and I get a thing saying my camera's gone offline right. So one camera You're goes like, offline. Here goes the goddamn SWAT team. Oh, well, blue. yeah. Well, like I see a thing that the camera goes offline, and so I start thinking like someone broke into my house, and so I call my wife, and I'm just like, "Are you okay? Is everything all right?" She's like, "Why the fuck are you calling me right now? There's drilling going outside. They're building stuff. Leave me alone." And I was just like, "Well, shit. Can you go and trip the breaker? I think maybe something like that happened. Like that is like." It, it has gotten bad. To, like, I don't think that it's a positive thing, surrogation for me. I, it, like, I get that there is, there's that factor of there being a means. Like, and I, I see that because I'll, I'll, there's stuff that I buy just because I, I can. I have the means to do it, right? But when it starts to become more of a priority in my life than it needs to be, I think that that it becomes a problem. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. And, and to be quite honest with you, I think it, it would be, it would be absolutely obtuse of me to say that I don't fall victim to surrogacy as well. I think any any of us do yeah. on some level, but I think that a lot of mine is replaced by cynicism, a mm-hmm. deliberate bid to not imbibe in yeah. those kinds of things. Um, I've historically been a person that would rather fucking fail and not do well and fall apart than ask for help. Mm. And, and I don't know where that comes from, and this ain't the episode, time, place, whatever for that shit. But 
that's why I make you so mad with the fact that I have this phone from like put that down. I don't like looking at it. <laughs> this fucking iPhone SE that I've had for a thousand. All guys. the ratings say that your phone is bullshit, Chris. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's been, I dropped this motherfucker in the toilet like three weeks ago and immediately reached in, grabbed it, and I was like. Had to make a split second decision. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna splash it with water from the sink yeah. real quick. Scream melted on it on me. <laughs> I fucking threw it in a bag of rice. Yep. It's it Blue. Yep. This is an unstoppable war machine, Kalu. But yep. I, th- I I think that it is a dangerous goddamn thing, and I think when it's, it's dangerous with- when it makes you feel inadequate. You know, a new a new iPhone comes out every every year, and, and a couple people, you know, they'll. They'll put some good reviews and stuff like that on it on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And FOMO. it'll you yeah, FOMO, fear of missing out. And I think that will absolutely make you feel like you're inadequate and be like, Well shit you start to look at everything that you have right now and think that it's like, I don't need this. Well, no, this is bad. This is not adequate for me. Being tapped in is addictive. Oh yeah. And again, I I I can't stress this enough. And this is this is my subjective fucking opinion on things, but you know, human technology and our ability to transfer information over many generations and collect it and compile it and pass it along has far exceeded our biology. Mm-hmm. So we've still, you know, we we still bad motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, and th- and there are some that walk amongst us that give me hope, like holy shit, like. Yeah. You know, we are still evolving intellectually, yep. but we we still ha- we're still barely out of the jungle, and we still carry with us all of these um, mechanisms that served us well in dangerous environments. Mm-hmm. But now they lay rusty mm. unless they're utilized. And if you think that motherfuckers that are marketing or manipulating or the status quo, whatever you want to call it, your masters, your fucking owners, if you don't think that they haven't figured that shit out a long time ago, mm-hmm. then you're goddamn dead wrong. Yep. And I so, think the thing that we've been talking about, there's actually a term for it. It's called surrogation bias. And so that, that definition, it says it's a phenomenon of becoming fixated on the measures of an activity rather than on the activity itself. And this goes into what you're saying. When you start, when you stop focusing on the activity itself, you'll forget to focus on the things that are needed to like complete that activity. And, yeah. and when, yeah. when, when, if you just, again, are starting to take on the experiences of other people and the views of other people, I think about this like drugs. Like, how do you remember when you were younger? Probably not. I don't know. If someone was talking about, like, have you smoked I remember weed entirely too much shit. <laughs> but if someone was like, have you smoked before? Have you done, or have you been drunk before or taken this drug? You never have, but you know the experiences of other people. No, nah, I was have. that kid to say okay. that shit to other motherfuckers. Well, I'm, but. Or if, I'd be like, if you tell on us, we're going to burn your house down. <laughs> wow. But I, I, there there have been times when I was like a little, you know, preteen. I wasn't thinking clear. <laughs> But there were times when I was a lot younger when I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, where I know exactly what happens and it makes you look like you're an expert, like you know about it. When truthfully, you just I've just fear developed, of ostracism. Yeah, it, that's where I think it's all deep seated is that fear of ostracism, not wanting to look like you're not cool. Well, and, and I think that that's a beautiful point to pivot and say that all of these concepts that we try to really unpack or 
make sense of ourselves or maybe some of you motherfuckers think we just like hearing ourselves talk. Yeah, we do. God damn it. We no, fucking, it it's fun. Me and Clue I literally fun. have headphones on so I can hear my voice. Yeah, it's fun to fucking come in here and, and do this shit. But um, oh, You can shit. finish your thought. Well, I kind of I kind of forgot where the fuck I was going with it, to well, be I quite honest the, with that you. The, the timer thing was adequate then. Well, it's... It's more than adequate. (laughs) All right. So now that we've, we've done, I actually like doing like this. I actually like having a timer and it just, it, I, we can just but only you off. and I can do this. We can't bring another motherfucker You're in. Like, here. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> Timer's we can't gone do off. That. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that. We can't do that. Um, so, do we have any sort of shameless shout outs or anything? All right. Like that? Always and forever, uh, shameless shout out to our homie Tyler Young at Grade 8 Performance. He shows mad love. Um, he's He's exceptional at what he does. One of the strongest human beings on the planet. Like, actually is one of the strongest human beings on yeah, the planet. Yeah, he like, is literally one of the strongest <laughs> yeah. human beings on the planet. Like, research And, and you don't want to fight him either. Yeah. He's a, he's a lumpkin. And and I'll say it right here, right now. I bet I can outrun the motherfucker. I, <laughs> and if you want to race... You look at him right If you want to race, Tyler, me and you can sprint. He looks like, like a muscle hamster. We'll just put like $50 on it. <laughs> That's awesome. He is a muscle hamster. But shout out to him. He's, he's a bright, caring, professional... Well, kind of a ding dong too, yeah, but but yeah. in the best possible way, individual, and he's he's kicking a whole lot of ass. So, grade eight performance. If you're looking to improve yourself physically w- with regard to your own personal utility, self defense, preparedness, whatever it may be, holler at the man. If he has a spot for you, snatch that shit up. That's what's up. Um, I also want to give a shameless shout out to uh, Kaylee Cross. Mm-hmm. For getting her real estate license, oh. she's been fighting really hard to do that. Um, she's an exceptional human being. She knows what she's doing. She's honest, uh, professional. Jesus, what are you dating or something? Jesus fucking Christ! I, I am, but <laughs> but, but I also uh, I also got to show her credit for being a badass when it comes to handling business. That's what's up. She's ethical. She's very candid with me. If she was up to no good, then she'd let me know, and she's not. She's got ethics. She's smart. She gives a shit. Um, so if you're in the market for um, for a house, look out for Kaylee Cross. Cool, cool. Um, I want to give our a normal shout-out to J.P. Mann. That's a, at Hefty. Lefty a normal one? Huh? Did I say uh, a normal shout-out? Uh, no, that's like a normal thing. We try to shout-out. Oh, out. I, I think a normal shout-out. No, no, like no. it, you I know. I throwing shade. It's no. not... It, it's an okay shout out. I just no, no, no. Uh, to to Hefty Lefty Clubworks. Uh, if you want to get, if you have any interest in golf, or at least want to learn about it, or see the kind of stuff that he does, uh, go and jump on his Instagram page. This dude is passionate about what he does. Uh, I actually have been thinking, like next spring, I kind of want to start like playing golf, and so um, I actually want to try and get a set built by him. I think it'd be really cool. Um, I do want to give uh, another shout or a shout out to one of my friends that. Uh, I actually never make shout outs to him, but he's someone who I think very highly of. It's my boy, Sean, and I, I, I've never known if I'm saying his last name right. It's like Edelin. I think it's Edelin or Edelin. I don't know. Uh, but he's someone who I physically met years ago, but like he's someone that we've kept in touch through music and then just we've gotten a lot closer without even 
seeing each other. So we chat and text and talk about just life stuff, man. And uh, he told me a, a few weeks ago that they're expecting their first baby. So I wanted to send send some love to him and his wife. Uh, congratulations. Uh, you know, I'm hoping and sending well wishes, hoping that everything goes well as you guys transition into becoming parents and stuff like that. Um, it is a it is the most thankless job on the planet, but it's also super rewarding. And it's super cool seeing these human beings like grow and develop and stuff like that. And then also you just like Dr. Dye says, you realize that you have to go to war for them because the society's fucking terrible. Yeah. Having to see a lot of the stuff that 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 gets shown and seeing the amount of shit that kids have to stress out about at, at such a young age. But I think that he and his wife are more than capable. And I'm very excited that they're going to be bringing in a great person into this world. Um, I oh, do. do what? And, and I got to give a shameless shout out to our boy, Brandon Waller. He oh, just yeah. set the Guinness book of world records record for most ping pong balls fit in one's mouth at the same time. <laughs> What? Really proud of you, Boo Boo. He does look kind of like a squirrel. Yeah, kind of, you know, well, he does. And, and the corners of his mouth are chapped now. But oh my God. Uh, if you see him, give him a pat on the back and some blistex. <laughs> some blistex. Um, I do want to give another shout out to our, uh, a friend of mine. His name is Marvin Brooks. Um, he is an avid listener. It's really awesome to be able to get support from people and just hear their opinions about the different topics that we've talked about. Uh, he came by the house the other day, and uh, we just chatted for like an hour and a half, man. It was really crazy. I was trying to get my grill. You know, I got, an, <clears throat> I got a new grill, and uh, I was trying to get it into my house so I can take it over and put it onto the deck. And he saw me struggling, and he just pulled in, and that just turned into like an hour and a half conversation about race, about society, about all sorts of shit. And I just love that I was able to just have a conversation with someone. I like being able to do that. I think it's just a good mental exercise. And I think it's a good way for us to just connect and be really open. So shout out to you, uh, Marvin. I, I've still been wanting to have you on for an episode just so you can pour out and talk about the different things that you have in your life. We talked a whole lot about religion, too. It was really, really good. Uh, so thank you for being my friend. Thank you for listening to me. And thank you for all the help that you've uh, given us with, you know, being awesome neighbors and all that kind of stuff. So huge shout out to you, bro. Um, do we have anyone else that we want to say anything to? Juicy. We got to give a shout out juicy, to Bryce juicy Wood. Smollier. Juicy Smollier. <laughs> we got to give a shout out to uh, Clinton. Justice for Juicy. Cl Clinton Bryce Wood, a.k.a. Juicy. He's one been one of our most loyal listeners. Yeah. Been very involved with uh ideas mm. giving us feedback he's also one of the dearest people in the fucking world to me love you also chris jones same motherfucking deal yeah. you've been here from the beginning you continue to boost us mm -hmm. um love you cousin uh we got to give a shameless shout out to uh you know, CJ Buford, we ain't talked to him in yeah, a while. But he will be on our on upcoming episode. He will he, he but but he's Matt, but he's Mike. yeah, look look for it. We're we're gonna have an episode where we bring back a whole bunch of terrible human beings mm -hmm. and we're gonna crack jokes and be mean to each other and probably talk about some decent stuff too yeah. along the way. But uh CJ, I know I've been ghost mode. If you listening, man, love you. Hope things are going well for you. And uh one more uh, shameless shout out to my cousin Blake Francis. Okay. He just moved back to Glasgow. Cool. My aunt Jenny Francis. Um, my uncle Jerry passed away last year. Okay. I was a uh, I was honored to you know be a, a pallbearer in his funeral and stuff. But I, 
Jenny killing it. Jenny's about the same age as my mama. Mm-hmm. With her her cute little dude and her gold tooth. She's just killing it. <laughs> I she, love yeah, she's just one gold tooth because those oh, are my right, she's got she got some she got some different stuff going That's on. But yeah, she's uh she looked better than than I've seen her look in months, man. So love you, Aunt Jenny. Uh love you, cousin Blake. That's about all I got, man. All right, cool. I was also happy to know that the, or to see, oh, watch and, uh, that the Eagles beat the Jets today, so fuck y'all. And the Eagles, Eagles beat play. the Jets. Yeah. And we whooped that ass, but. And, and then also, again, shout out to uh, my girl Kaylee Cross on everything you've accomplished. Love you. All right. Good. Awesome. Guys. As always, uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at the Salumas Podcast. Hit us up on our website, www.thesalumas.com. Add slash podcast there if you want to go to straight to our feed that has a bunch of our different episodes and stuff like that. Hit us up on Facebook as well. Jump on the site and buy some merch. Uh, we're st- I was actually talking with Jenny Fowler, who's still doing our uh, logo. She has some different mock-ups and stuff like that, so we're going to be reviewing those soon. Uh, so thank you all for everything. Uh, so glad to have you guys on our climb. It's been a process, but we're so thankful to have really grown and developed as a podcast and just as people, man. It's it's just thinking of the way that both Chris and I have, have grown since getting all this started. It's, it's been awesome, and I'm only looking forward to even more progress as we move forward. So thank you guys so much for listening. Whoop all the ass this week, and if you guys need anything, just hit us up. And on that, we are out. Peace.